Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. And the strangest sense of, um, you know, in, in our, you know, I've been talking a lot about my first years of being a Christian recently. You know, everyone talking about the Jesus movement again and all of that. And, we, you know, one of the things that we had when, in California, those years that we were there, we had our Sunday night, we had our Sunday night service, and it was in the old athletic facility at the high school that we, where we lived. And um, we go there on Sunday nights, and we gather, and we'd sing, and we start praying in the Spirit. we start singing in the Spirit. We'd all be singing in the Spirit together. And it would be like a, I, I, I just was thinking about those moments, you know, and you know, the anointing, different types of anointing. There's all kinds of anointings. There's an anointing to worship. There's this anointing that comes from, from the hunger, longing on the inside. It's a gift from God. And it was like a, an, a, a, a contagious, a contagious disease. It was getting on everybody. We're all getting hungry for God. And, you know, I was thinking about it like as a contagion, and I was also thinking about it as, a, you know, I've read these different science books. There's this guy, what's his name? Stephen Hawking, he writes about black holes. And I read one of his books about black holes. And, um, you know, there's, there's a, an irresistible gravitational pull in those black holes that sucks everything in it. It's so powerful, it even sucks light in, and light can't escape. And um, that's what a black hole is. It's like this crazy attraction. It's like a, a star that's collapsed on itself and it's just sucking everything into it. Well, that's what God is. He just starts sucking you in. <laughs> you get close enough, you're going to get sucked into his world. He's draw. He's, there's the draw. There's the gravitational pull. You know, it's pretty hard to escape gravity on this earth. It's pulling on everything and everybody. You get close enough, you know, you have to escape the, this, this earth, this, this planet to escape its gravitational pull. Well, there's, the, there's a pull of God in these days for, the, for, his, for his sons and daughters. He's drawing us. He's drawing you in. He's drawing you in to his, to his apex, to his vortex. He's drawn you in to, to Him. Drawn you into Him. To live in Him. Um, just offer yourself up right now. Give yourself. Lift your hands. Capture me, Lord. Capture me, Lord God. Lord, I, I don't want to run. I don't want to keep you at a distance, Lord. I don't want to try to play it safe kind of half in the world, limping between two, one foot in, one foot out. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Hungry. Oh, it's hungry from God. It's hunger from God. This hunger from God. Oh, 
Lord, you are the bread that comes down from heaven. Lord, you said if I'd eat this bread, I'd never hunger ever, ever again for the bread of this world, Lord God. Lord, you said that you're to eat your body and drink your blood, Lord God. And I'd never hunger for the things of this life again, Lord, but to be satisfied. Lord, give me, give me an appetite for heaven. Give me an appetite for Jesus. Give me an appetite for his words. Lord, give me an appetite for the fellowship of the saints, Lord God, the fellowship in the church. Lord, I don't want to be distant and separated and, and lurking in the shadows, Lord, anymore. Draw me in, Lord. Draw me in. Draw me in. Draw us all in, Lord. Draw us in. You know, the Lord's preparing His church. He's been doing something in this church in the last few weeks, last month or so in prayer. People are being transformed. People are being affected. He's preparing. It's time to act on the things He's speaking to you. To step out. To step out. Not to be satisfied with where you've been in the times past, but to launch out into places that you've been afraid to go in before. Why? Because He's with you. He's going to show Himself. He loves to show Himself. Now you can t- take another rest again. Get sit down again for a minute. And I have this other little devotion that I'm going to share with you. And then we'll step back in. This one is called Fear God. Everyone say Fear God. Fear God. Yeah, Lord Jesus, let the fear of God fall on the land, Lord God. Let the fear of God fall upon the lands, Lord Jesus. Now, Paris was talking about this miracle today, and I think she heard someone preaching about it. It's the miracle of the paralyzed man, and this is um, from Luke's gospel. He said to the man who was paralyzed, this is the guy that got let down through the roof. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. Immediately he got up before them and picked up what he had been lying on, and he went home glorifying God. And they were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God. They were also filled with fear, saying, we've seen remarkable things today, the fear of God. Yeah, so there's, there's been a slow fade in a large part of Christianity in America in these last 25 years. Um, churches that were once white hot for God have been swallowed up in the culture of the day. They still believe many of the things they believed before and still sing songs, but there's something missing. That something missing is God himself. Maybe that's why it was so surprising to see young people worshiping for days at Asbury University. What should be the norm? Christian singing and praying passionately has become rare. I mean, you think about it. Wow, what was the big deal? Well, they were singing. They were turning away from sin and they were singing. Well, that's what Christians do, right? I mean, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm not, not to belittle that because it was an awesome thing. It got the attention of the nation. 
But at the end of the day, that's not the unusual. That should be the usual. That should be where the churches are. So, yeah, so they were, yeah, the Christian singing praying passionately has become, I, I love what, what should be the norm, Christian singing praying passionately has become rare. I love what God did in Kentucky. I'm just sad that this experience seems so unusual. I think, after, I think after thinking long and hard about this very thing for years, the answer can be seen in today's passage. The supernatural, the signs and wonders in the ministry of Jesus brought a holy fear on the scene. That's exactly what is missing in most of the church. There's no power, no passion, and no fear of God. This is how R.T. Kendall describes this. He said, when Jesus performed miracles, the result often was the people were filled with awe. Part of the outcome of the Holy Spirit falling at Pentecost was that awe came upon every soul. The Greek word is phobos, which means fear. This happened after the Holy Spirit struck Ananias and Sapphira dead. The fear of God came upon the church. At the height of the Great Awakening in New England, Jonathan Edwards' sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, in 1741, resulted in such awe that people held on to church pews and grabbed a hold of trees to keep from falling into hell. In the Cane Ridge Revival, called America's Second Great Awakening, a sermon on the judgment seat of Christ produced so much awe that hundreds fell to the ground spontaneously. There were never fewer than 500 people flat out on the ground over a period of four days. And that was from R.T. Kendall's book on We've Never Been This Way Before. It's a great book if you haven't seen it. I believe the Lord is appearing in his church again in these days. Many churches are reporting a new sense of his presence in their gatherings. His presence among us is what makes church the church. When God shows up in his power and glory in your world, the fear of God will become a real part of your life. Excuse me, I'm about to trip over my shoelace, so I've got to tie this shoe. Thank you, Lord. So, the fear of God. You know, the fear of God comes. It, um, you know, it's, it, the fear of God comes from a, a sudden awareness of his greatness and his reality and his holiness. It becomes, that's what his presence does. It makes you aware just how unthinkable he really is. And it puts you in a position of, I don't want anything unclean in my life. I want it all out. I don't want that in my life. I don't. So it's with David, Lord, search me, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart, Lord God. Search us. Search our hearts tonight, Lord God. Lord, what does that even mean, Lord? The hungry for God and the fear of God. Lord, let these two, these two qualities, Lord, be evident in my life, Lord. Thank you. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.